Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. So anybody that has kids, I counted... How many times my little boy, between all three of my kids, the amount of times that dad is sad is like, it's honestly, it's like on, it's really unbelievable. Like, and I don't just say that, like, I'm not exaggerating. I would say it's probably in the like 1,400, 1,500 times per day. Um, right around that area. It's literally like, Dad, Dad, Dad. And I'm like, what? And then one's like, did you know that I can count down from 20? And I'm like, no way. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, we should hear that. Some 20, 19, 18, 17, 16. And then the second he's like, well, in between my other kids, like, Dad, Dad, hey, Dad, Daddy. Hey, Dad, Dad. I'm like, what? You still got this. It's 10, 9, 8. And then my daughter's like, I played volleyball. I did good. I'm like, that's so cool. And then my son's like, my shoes are falling apart. Dad, Dad, Dad. And then he's like, 1, 0. Dad, Dad, Dad. Did you know I can count to 100? Yeah, we should definitely, like, I'll let's, let's do that sometime in the... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. And I'm like... Okay, okay. I have till a hundred now without one of them saying, Dad, this is good, this is good. Tucker, you think you can count to a thousand? Sophie, you think you can count to a million? And then you put some headphones in, pop out, petite pop poop, and then they just count their little hearts out, and that's how you get your alone time away from your kids. It's quite genius. It's quite genius. Although they get distracted midway through, they're like, tap, 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 did you hear me? I'm at 50, tap, did you hear me? I'm at 51, dad, did you hear me? I'm at 52, dad, did you hear me? I'm at 53, dad. Like, so at some point, you got to get your revenge on your children. Because, like, they don't realize the brain damage they're causing you. So, like, I went to uh, Disney World few years ago with my kiddos make a wish trip for Tucker with Jamie me and my kids my mom came and the whole time Austin couldn't know how to walk that's what he says I can't know how to walk I can't know how to walk and like my son we're there because he's fighting cancer I'm like going through divorce my job is knocking on people's doors, which we'll get to either this episode or a different episode. But the whole time, so you know, like if you've been to Disney World, it's exhausting, like with no kids. With kids, you're walking around the whole time. You got this kid just sitting in the park on his butt. I can't know how to walk. I'm like, get up. Get up and walk. He won't, so you got to carry this like three-year-old around with you the entire time your arms falling off he's throwing fits left and right 
So, when we get in the airplane to come back home, we're flying from Florida to Colorado. There's a giant winter storm. Our flight gets delayed, so we have to stay an extra night. So we finally get back to Colorado. We're exhausted. Just like, hey, bud, can you please just, like, walk down the plane, please? Because I got these bags, a stroller, we got car seats. Like, I just need you to walk. I can't know how to walk. So I picked him up, put him in the aisle, started to nudge him along, push him, push him. He's like, I can't know how to walk. Finally, he starts walking. And I see an opportunity. And I kick his back foot, which kicks it behind his left foot, hooks around his ankle. He falls and hits his head in the middle of the airplane aisle. And I laugh! Ha! Who can't walk now, sucker? <laughs> it was like, I didn't feel bad at all. Sure, he cried. Sure, it looked like child abuse. Sure, you could say whatever you want. But in that moment, I felt as if God was giving me a big hug and saying, Well done, my little Tyler child. You deserved to do that. This kid does know how to walk. He can know how to walk. And the fact that he says... I can't know how to walk is just a lie. So congratulations. Anybody out there divorced? If you're divorced, you have to deal with... Do you like how I just said that to you, by the way? Like, anybody out there divorced? Like, there's a crowd in front of me? Hey, anybody out there, raise your hand. If you're driving in your car by yourself, raise your hand if you're divorced. You ever had a schedule, like, if you and your ex both work full-time, like, coming up with a schedule is, like, literally impossible. So if you let the court do it, you got, like, the two, two, threes, and the three, five, fours, and the four, two, ones, and the five, five, twos, and it's, like, trying to make that work is, like, impossible so if you're lucky you have somebody you can work with but we try to come up with this one and like it looks like the only thing that's gonna work for us for this summer schedule because we do 50 percent 50 50 because i don't want to miss anything in my kid's life and she doesn't either so five five two five days on five days on so it goes five days then two then five days, then five days, then two. And so on the calendar I wrote, so this, I'm first, right? So five, so Tyler five, okay, Tyler suicide. So that means from then on, so infinity would be you because now there's no more me. But let's just say miraculously we, Tyler doesn't, doesn't uh, end up, suiciding then you get through your five then you're a suicide so that at the end of 10 days we have orphans all right 
If anybody complains about their job, let me just describe a job for you guys that I just heard about today. So somebody, I won't mention any names, works at a facility with people that need assistance. Some of these people are a little bit overweight, meaning very overweight. The air conditioning at such facility went out, so it was about 100 degrees. And so said residents of place were very sweaty. And I don't know if you've ever seen a fat baby. If you've ever had a fat baby in between its fat rolls when it gets sweaty, it gets that little white, curdle, cheesy. It's the most disgusting smelling thing that's ever been created from a human body. Minus maybe some smells that could come from a female part if it's not taken care of. <laughs> I would just imagine that because that thing's pretty complicated. So you got to keep that thing clean. <laughs> anyway, I digress. The people working at this facility are in charge of lifting, moving such individuals from bed to chairs, back to bed, back to chairs, up and down. And the last time I checked, the only way to really get a good grip on a hefty individual, gonna grab, grip something, so your fingers are sliding up into crevices where the tippy tips of your fingers gotta be rubbing on some cottagey, cheesy, stinky, goaty cheese. Then, let's just say you forgot, okay? All day you're doing this. You wear gloves, but one day you just got this itch on your forehead or like underneath your nose. You like lift this individual and immediately afterwards, just right under your nose, you itch with your finger. And then you come home and then you're like, hey babe, how's your day? And you give them a kiss. And all of a sudden, you're like, experiencing the stinkiest, cheesiest kiss <laughs> you've ever had in your life. Wow, that just got way, way out of hand. Anyway, let's take it back to not the kissing the boyfriend, girlfriend. Imagine this job, okay? Moving these big giant people and you just you're smelling these things. Like, there's nothing you can do about smells. It's like a dentist that like open wide. Blah! If I was a dentist, I'd have to install like barf bags on the sleeves of my shirts. Just this is nothing worse than like just smells. Just imagine in your heads real quick the smell of a blubbery fat roll flopped on top of another blubbery flat fat roll the crevice could be i want to say maybe three to four five inches deep in certain situations so to scrub inside of there you'd have to lift and get like almost like a super soaker with soap which i'm guessing this doesn't happen like all the time and then you add a hundred degree weather with sweat that just gets puddle up in there 
God, I can't even do this. I'm about to throw up. All right. Went to Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube. I don't know what it is. It's probably me in my own head. But they're always, it always seems like they're judging me for not knowing jack shit about my vehicle. Like, there was a girl working there, and she was probably 12 years, nah, probably like 20 years younger than me. And she was like, we don't have your filters, but if you want to go next door to the auto parts store and buy them, then you can bring them back and I'll put them in for you. Or you can just do it yourself when you have time. Like, okay. I'm not going to do it myself because... I don't have time in my life to Google or YouTube where do I install my filters. And knowing myself, I'll get the wrong one 15 times, put it in upside down, the airflow will be all wrong, I'll break something in my car, and I'd rather just go get it myself. But they always act like it's just common sense. And I'm thinking, just like you probably have never once in your life really considered picking up a freaking tuba and learning how to play a tuba like that tuba player that's been playing his whole life he knows how to do it and he's super super like good at it but just because he's good at it and took time doesn't mean you ever went down that path at all so for you to make me feel like i should be an expert in your field of expertise is ridiculous it's like going up to a roofer or a roofer is like hey uh Want to jump up here on the roof and help me install these shingles? No, because then my house will flood. Like, no, that's what you do. You change the air filters in my vehicle. And let me remind you also, if I Googled everything, I learned how to do my air filters and my oil changes, then you, my friend, would be out of a job.